Hey, Thriver. Welcome to the Career Thrivers podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is your arena where authenticity meets ambition. Your career path is championed. Your leadership journey is supported. And I'm going to encourage you to speak up even when your voice shakes. I'm your host, Brittany N. Cole, here to guide you through owning your power, your narrative, your impact, and increasing your income. Throughout the show on each episode, you'll hear from some incredible leaders who are going to inspire, challenge, and transform your thinking. We'll discuss what authentic leadership really means, diving into conversations that defy conventions and celebrate your true self. Whether you're making strides in the corporate boardroom or breaking ground on your own ventures, this is your platform for growth, reflection, and breakthrough. I'm so glad you're here. Let's thrive together. In this episode of the Career Thrivers show, we are diving in to help you to have a more open dialogue about securing your financial future, because it's our hope that you aren't only a career thriver, but that you're also an income thriver. That's why I'm so excited about today's episode. We are diving into a conversation with Lauren Ladd. Lauren is the vice president and private client advisor at Bank of America in Nashville, Tennessee. In this episode, we're going to be talking about conversations on how do you really build a wealth mindset so that you can leave a legacy. We're going to be diving into financial empowerment, how you can advance your career to actually increase your income, and also what are some strategies to help you to think about that legacy that you want to leave today. Lauren is a seasoned expert in wealth management, and she's going to share some insights that are going to help us to really think thoroughly about what we can be doing today in our career to make that next move and build a financial future that we're proud of. Let's dive in. So I I work in a few different capacities while I was at Merrill, Mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately I feel like I knew that I wanted to be an advisor. Um, I wanted to bring that same element of value that I once saw when I was 22, 23 years old. And so um, recently, within the past three years, I've now assumed this role that I'm in now, which is beyond the advisement, and we're taking a look at the entire holistic picture of uh, high net worth individuals. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about where I've been, Mm -hmm. and this is where I am currently. Yeah. And for those who might not be familiar, you mentioned Mother Merrill. I can see the logo in my head. (laughs) But you're referencing Merrill Lynch. That's and then right. talk to us about the connection between Merrill Lynch and the Bank of America. So um, Merrill Lynch is the investment brokerage arm. Uh, they are governed by the SEC. Um, and where I sit now is at the private bank. So very generally speaking, um, Merrill Lynch focuses on the investment portion. So your stocks, your bonds, ETFs, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of... Um, teams at Merrill that have much broader scope, but generally speaking, that's the focus there. At Bank of America Private Bank, um, formerly known as U.S. Trust, that's a fiduciary capacity. And so the models are such that on this platform, we are looking at the client in its entirety. We're looking at both sides of the balance sheet. So all things that impact a client and their financial futures, that's what we're taking care of. Not only are the wealth management, but the preservation. We're also taking a look at generations deep. So it's not uncommon. Um, as a matter of fact, I can't think of any clients that I have where I'm not serving at least two generations. Hmm. What we're aiming to do, again, um, the thought process here is legacy. Mm-hmm. And so most of our clients have already accumulated their wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're just ensuring 
that they can retain it mm-hmm. and that what they want to do with it, that their objectives are met regarding the legacy that they leave. Okay. That, that's super helpful. So I want to take a step back for a moment and dive into your personal story because perhaps there's someone that's listening that's thinking, okay, I'm still in the process of attaining wealth, having that legacy mindset, but also they may be have a they maybe have maybe they have a story that's similar to yours. So you mentioned being a single mom and you just sure. needed a job. Sure. And in your early days, I've heard you say in, in other interviews, like sometimes my drawer came up short, like I could not <laughs> keep count. And now you're in this space where you're sure. advising high net worth individuals. Talk to us about your own personal journey as a woman of stepping into a wealth mindset. Well, that's a good question. Um, I think that wealth is subjective. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I would say is wealth is very, very, very subjective. Um, there are lots of people, even though we work with incredibly high net worth individuals, um, I will tell you that I know p- many people that have a lower net worth that are wealthier than these high net worth individuals. Mm. So, so I, I will start, start with that. But what I will say is that, um, regarding my own progression, I feel like, um, rudimentary, like just very basic concepts of having a heart to serve people, um, loving people, uh, and having a, a realm of, um, natural curiosity. And so the way that I can best serve and the way that I can best help people is to know more, to be exposed to more. And so throughout my career and throughout my journey, I have looked for, subscribed to, um, and been very, uh, unashamed, unabashed about, um, being a nuisance sometimes. Mm-hmm. I need for you to teach me this. I need for you to teach me this. Um, show me how do I can make my news to the next progression and what is it that I want to do. So I think that on, on a very base level, those same concepts that we learn when we're very small mm-hmm. about working hard, being polite, asking questions, and again, um, having a heart to serve have served very well for me at each progression that I've had. Yeah, absolutely. And here at Career Thrivers, we are very intentional about ensuring that not only are people thriving in their career, but they're also thriving when it comes to their income. And so let's talk a little bit about income management because we know that leads to wealth accumulation. What are some of the common maybe misperceptions or missteps that, and let's focus in on women for just a second, that women might be making to manage their income, like what they have access to today? I think that when women are, and I've seen it a million times, including myself, we focus on mastering every little detail of what the current role is, where our peers and our counterparts don't do that. Right? Say it again. <laughs> we think women inherently feel like um, if I if there's this list and I don't check off every single box on that list, then that means that I'm not eligible to apply for the next role or the next position. And that's just simply not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like one of the things that I've seen many of your guests say, and something that I subscribe to as well, is that many skill sets can transfer into another role. Skill sets can transfer into another position. And so if you focus on those skill sets rather than um, certain levels of acumen, et cetera, those things can be mitigated and enhanced or developed, et cetera, in a, another position. Mm-hmm. And when women are also, when they're having those types of conversations, I feel like 
we're not always confident about what those skill sets are. Mm -hmm. We haven't always um, just really quantified the value that we currently bring and how we can translate that value into the next role. And so that's how I, I feel like women oftentimes, that's the biggest thing that we miss is how can we effectively communicate what our current value is and then translate it to our next position. Absolutely. So your your role in that with your clients and your current role, you're advising them on these wealth building, wealth retention strategies. What would you say to women who are looking to maybe do similar things? They may not be in the high net worth category yet in terms of being connected to a private bank, but what are some things that women can be doing today to ensure a more secure financial future for themselves and their family? The first thing I would say is quantify your goals. Make sure that you know where you've been, where you are currently, and where you would like to go. If you can establish those baselines, the rest an advisor can really help you with. The other thing that I would say is get an advisor um, and a real, a genuine advisor that is, uh, is capable has demonstrated capability and has a level of acumen that can help you achieve whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So it's like a puzzle piece a little bit. You're working backwards. It's one, what is it exactly that I want to do? I want to retire or I want to have money to leave to my children or I want to have money to, in case I should not have a a job anymore, if I'm not having any income. I'm an entrepreneur, so I need funding for this, et cetera. When you can quantify those things and say, here's some dollars that I need to have, then you can start putting things in place to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times I feel like most people aren't aware of exactly how to get to that point, right? Sometimes they don't even know what that number is. Mm -hmm. If you know that you would like to uh, retire at a certain time frame, how many dollars do you actually need in order to do that? Mm -hmm. Um, What does that, what, what does your lifespan look like? There's so many different mitigating factors that go into uh, developing a wealth management plan for anyone at any stage in life, whether they have $50, whether they have $50 million. Mm -hmm. Um, There are certain things each at each and every stage, you have to know exactly what your objectives is are and quantifying those objectives as well. So, so you're telling us actually know the number. That's right. Yeah. We should know the number. Yeah. This conversation is reminding me of a podcast that I love and listen to often in a conversation that Morgan Debon was having on the journey podcast. If you're listening in, if you're watching in on our platform, make sure you check out the journey with Morgan Debon. And I did this practice that she recommended of putting a number to the lifestyle that you want to live. So if you think expansively around the vision for your life, not only the work that you do in your career, but how you want to live your life, what is similar to what you're saying? What is that number? And then working backwards. And then you're saying second step is to get an advisor. So let's park there for a second, because I think so many people, including myself, are all confused. Okay. We have an accountant. There's a wealth advisor that we're coming into the knowledge of. There's a financial advisor. Like, what are the differences? And then what tips would you share in terms of seeking out an advisor? Hey, Thriver, I'm excited for you to get your hands on your copy of The Blueprint to More Visibility and Influence. This is a powerful free resource that's designed to catapult your influence and amplify your impact. 
in your business or company. Now, this isn't just another online guide. This is your strategic companion that's going to walk you through the world of personal branding and authentic leadership. Inside, you'll unlock essential strategies that are going to help you do a few things. One, sharpen your self-awareness and own your unique story. Navigate the complexities of workplace dynamics with more confidence. Elevate your presence in any room and ensure that you are not only seen, but also heard and valued. Why wait for opportunities when you can create them? With this blueprint, you'll learn how to cultivate a personal brand that commands respect and opens the door for new opportunities. And the best part, you'll start seeing the world differently, not just as a place where you fit in, but one where you stand out. You'll transform your self-doubt into more self-assurance and turn your aspirations into tangible achievements. So join me in our community of thrivers who are making their mark. Don't let this moment pass you by. Head on over to letsthrivetogether.com to download your free copy of the blueprint to more visibility and influence today. Start your journey and let's thrive together. That's a really good question because I feel like each one of those depend on where that person is in their stage of life. Okay. So a financial advisor, mm-hmm. generally speaking, will have a, a, le- a degree of acumen surrounding the markets, okay. surrounding uh, certain vehicles that can help you achieve your goals. They will be able to speak to how to accumulate a certain yield, right? Then there are, in the space that I work in, and, and again, on, on many other platforms, we have, there's a team of advisors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and you can individually piece these persons together. So on this team of advisors, we have um, someone who actually knows exactly what you're trying to accomplish. We have uh, a portfolio manager. There are people who are cognizant. And again, all of these can be in one person. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it just really it varies. But there is um, someone who has a degree of, of the legislation that's happening mm-hmm. currently and before someone who knows exactly what your business looks like and how it's going to impact your personal financial sheet as well. Mm-hmm. There is a trust officer, someone, and, and I feel like I'm, I'm going to put a little plug in here. Okay. Because I feel like, um, and what I've seen and what there are many studies that back this up. We are now in a place where gone are the days where men were the only people that we're managing their finances. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days where advisors are only looking to speak to um, men primarily. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Women are now in a place and we're much more confident, much more capable, have the desire to want to learn how to manage um, household finances. As a matter of fact, it's kind of neck and neck right now yeah. if we're looking at who actually makes the decisions inside of a household. So Again, just going back to, to making sure as women, number one, that you have someone that understands exactly what your baseline needs are mm-hmm. and then marrying out each one of those lines. So do you have an attorney? Um, many financial teams do have attorneys. Do you have a CPA? Does your financial team connect with your CPA? Because mm-hmm. sometimes your CPA will know more than what your financial team will mm-hmm. just because they're the ones that are managing the balance sheets. So- being surrounded with each each lane that can bring benefit and behoove you as an individual is very, very important. Yeah. And I think that what's happening, while women have, again, we've, we've come to this place where we know um, more about taking control um, and owning our paths, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes a lot of those other variables we're not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. So the items like trust, 
there are so many things that happen um, when we think about the pandemic and how many variables were just thrown at all of us at one time and not knowing exactly how to protect the assets that we've accumulated, not knowing how to leave a legacy. So it's great that we've come to the point to where, hey, we know that we want to be more in charge and take more control of our personal finances going forward. Mm -hmm. But now let's try to transition into outside of just um, having stocks, having bonds, et cetera. What are some of these other things that can really change the game for us? Mm -hmm. How are we making sure that our taxes are mitigated efficiently? How are we making sure that we can leave a legacy to the third and the fourth generation downstream? Those are the things. If you can put people in place that will help you accomplish the objective that you establish, those are the best advisors for you. Yeah. So I hear you saying building a team and maybe that team starts with a financial advisor first. Absolutely. Right. As your first team member that has some of those competencies that you mentioned. And then you build from there as your income grows. Now we know for a lot of our listeners, one of the primary ways that we're advancing and increasing our income is being promoted, similar to what you were saying earlier in, in inside of corporate organizations. And for many women, we have great mentors, we have coaches, we in some way, shape or form may even have advisors, but many of us are lacking sponsors. Mm-hmm. We're lacking the woman or man inside of the organization that, uh, that not only has an affinity for us, but they are also in a seat of power, in a position where they can actually not just save you a seat at the table, but slide the chairs over go bring in a chair and make room for you to sit down. Talk to us about your career and the role that sponsorship has played in you getting promoted, i.e. increasing your income to build wealth. Sponsorship has been pivotal for me. I mean, this is something that I can stake my claim on, a hill that I am willing to die on. Mm -hmm. Being a top performer does not mean very much in a large corporation. Please um, say it again <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's, it's holding women back. Yeah. We work hard, but we don't work smart. That's right. Keeping your head down and getting the work done That's is right. not going to lead to that increase. That's right. And we think, I mean, oftentimes it's, it's just, it's natural. You think, oh, well, I'm sacrificing so much time with my family mm-hmm. or I'm sacrificing so much of my personal time. And I'm, I'm really trying to make this corporation a better place. I'm a good employee, mm-hmm. Right. That will not move the dial. You have to have someone in a position of authority that recognizes everything that it is that you're doing and says, these are your objectives. Let me help you get there. And I will remove the hurdles that keep you from getting there. And mm-hmm. my walk, there has definitely been, I can, I can count them out. Um, you know, how many times someone has, has said, this is what the table currently looks like, and we need to mix this up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's good talent here, and so I'm going to say this is who you need to be speaking to. Um, without that sponsor, I, I don't know that I would be here today. Maybe later on, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would be sitting here today um, because there are lots of different variables um, there are things that happen behind these closed doors that you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. There are conversations that need to be had. Um, there are lots of talent planning conversations that are had within cabinet members of large corporate corporations. Um, and if your name doesn't come up, then you're not considered. Mm-hmm. And even though your, you know, your metrics or whatever, however your company assumes your talent, whatever, however they assess that, 
If that person that has a level of authority is not speaking about you behind those closed doors, then it won't matter. It will fall on deaf ears. So similar to career advancing, wealth building also requires partnership, but it also requires us to overcome some limiting beliefs. It is incumbent upon us, whether you are in the career context or you're building income through entrepreneurship, that women particularly really reckon with our mindset around money and even some of the societal narratives with certain groups, you know, sitting here with you, a black woman that is a senior leader within um, a large corporation. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that women can do to really help us to build a mindset that helps us to create more income, that helps us to take on this attitude of being able to own that power and build a team to really leave a legacy. There are a lot of things I can say to that, <laughs> but what I think I, I, what I would continue to tout is you have to know what you would like to accomplish. Mm-hmm. If you do not know what you would like to accomplish, then it's hard to go back in and put the correct people in place to help you or to even know what you're looking for. With regards to income mm-hmm. um, and setting your, your sights on a specific level of what you'd like to achieve, you do the same grassroots work that you would do in any job at any job doesn't matter if you know that this is what you where you want to be i want to be a senior executive then guess what you do you go and you talk to senior executives mm-hmm. right if you know that you want to achieve x amount of dollars then guess what you do you start researching how to achieve this amount of dollars within the corporation and if it's not within the corporation outside and making your own path there so connecting with people that are doing what you currently want to do um, or connecting with people that are making the income that you'd like to have. If you know what that is and you can articulate that to someone else that's in a position to help you do that, that becomes, it's a, it's much more easier to go about that path rather than sitting back and allowing for things to just kind of go with the flow, mm-hmm. you know, meandering aimlessly rather than charting your own path because you can do it. Yeah. What would you say to the woman that's listening who's thinking, okay, Lauren, I hear you, but you're a private wealth advisor. That sounds like it's way out of my league. What would you say to that woman in terms of just her capacity and ability to be able to perhaps one day be advised by someone that has a role similar to yours? I wasn't always here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not always here. Um, and there, everyone's charting their own path. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own set of hurdles and their own objectives. I think that, um, when I look at, you know, my own trajectory and what it's been, there have been a lot of, a lot of missteps, mm-hmm. right? There have been a lot of, a lot of heartaches that I've had to, um, overcome, but that, baseline desire Mm -hmm. to achieve, to do greater, to do greater for myself, to do greater for my family and to do greater for our communities. Yeah. That, that why has always been there. And so no matter whatever the misstep is, or you use those missteps as learning opportunities, I know that won't do that again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Or this didn't serve me well. Um, so using those mishaps, those learning opportunities and still having that community that surrounds you and says, and is able to tell you, I love what someone said recently. I think they were talking to Jessica and they said that, um, someone that's able to provide you with the feedback that you need to hear. Yeah. 
that will set you apart. Um, having those people, again, having those people in those positions, not only your mentor, but your advocate, mm-hmm. um, to help progress you along, that's what um, helps you chart your own path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What resources or tools come to mind when you think about education on this topic, ways that men and women can get more informed so that they're building that wealth mindset, but also securing their financial future? Bank of America is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> Listen, I was 16 years old. I have to tell you this story because I vividly remember it. I just turned 16, so it was in May. And um, my parents took me down to, we were living in Hermitage, Tennessee, took me down to, I don't even think it's there anymore, the Bank of America in uh, Donaldson. And we opened up a checking and savings account. And to this day, <laughs> still um, just really grateful to be connected and locally. And I have to say a, a huge kudos to uh, the leadership that you get to work with on just being really intentional. You mentioned the word community in engaging the community Absolutely. in really deep ways, you know, in the financial services space, Bank of America has been a leader when it comes to building a more inclusive, a more equitable organization, but also having that impact connect with the community. And I think more organizations need to follow that example. So we definitely are grateful to have you on the show Thank you. and grateful to be connected with your organization in a, in a myriad of ways. And before we wrap up, what does thriving mean to you? I feel I'm, I'm very fortunate to marry what I love doing mm-hmm. in my current role. I love that. I genuinely love helping people. I love helping making very nebulous, comp- complex ideologies plain to a person. And, I, and because of that, it's so intimate. Your finances are such an intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people, the reason why people are doing what they're doing is very emotional. Yeah. And so I get to connect on a human level with people. And that's something that I love. At the same time, because we do become so um, ingrained, intertwined with the families that we serve, they know who my family is. So it's not unfamiliar. If I'm living life, if I'm coaching my daughter's cheer practice um, and a client calls and they hear these kids in the background, they're not bothered. They're not moved by that because they they, they know me. They know who I am and I know who they are. So... Um, I think that thriving is when you have the ability to be yourself, continue with your own objectives in your career and in your position. And I'm fortunate to be able to do that. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us on this show. I'm excited for you out there that are listening in to stay tuned at Career Thrivers. We are working on a very special project because we not only want you to be career thrivers, but we want you to become income thrivers. So make sure that you stay tuned. Lauren, it was so great to get to talk to you today. You as well. Thank you. Hey, Hey Creative is a company that stands at the intersection of imagination and reality here in Nashville, Tennessee. They specialize in transforming events into memorable experiences as partners for brands and advocates for small businesses. At Career Thrivers, we've been a proud client of Hey, Hey Creative as they foster self-reflection, promote growth, and create moments that are beautiful and inspiring. Experience the magic of Hey, Hey Creative today by visiting heyheycreative.com. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Thrivers Show. I hope that you took as much from that episode as I did to not only be inspired, but to actually move towards action. And I want to help you do that. So be sure that you head on over to careerthrivers.com forward slash podcast and download our Thrivers Guide to take your career and leadership to the next level. Share this episode with a friend or a colleague, subscribe, rate and review. And I cannot wait to see you inside the next episode.